Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. But first, though, today, look, it's the 12th of July. Um, I want to talk about uh, want to talk about July 12th and the bonfires and the effigy of Sinn Féin's Vice President, Michelle O'Neill, uh, on a bonfire in Tyrone. Been treated now as a hate crime. And the PSNI, look, they say they're liaising with community representatives. There were pictures. I mean, there was a picture of uh, Leo Varadkar as well last week. There were Irish flags. There was also the banner reading Good Friday Agreement. That ship has sailed. Um, that have appeared on bonfires over the past number of days and obviously the bonfire then set alight. And look, we know they take place to mark the annual 12th celebrations and the Unionists say the celebration's important but with huge bonfires like this lit in parts of the North, I mean, some of them up to 200, 210 feet high, are they out of control? And in the context of the continuous conversation that we hear about whether we're ever going to have the prospect of a united Ireland, is that a, is that a reasonable prospect at all? When you see photographs of Michelle O'Neill and Leo Varadkar and other politicians and councillors on top of bonfires that are being set alight. So I want to hear your thoughts on this today. Anne is with us on the line. Anne, do you think it's a realistic prospect in the near future? A united no. Ireland? No, and definitely no. I mean, who are these people that put different um, elected, and I use that word elected strongly? These are elected people, and they put, they use them as hate crimes, and they put them sitting on top of bonfires. And as well as the bonfire, what about we're talking about climate change? I mean, if nothing else, what about that? I, I was speaking to your researcher this morning, and I get, oh my God, I get so, so furious that who are these people? They're dreadful. And if we come, we're talking then, leading on then, to a united Ireland, which no, absolutely not. How come we've got our own baddies down here, and then they talk about it, bringing in with us, or to us, or whatever, um, the likes of the, that crowd in the north that that have all these that they want and they demand and it's their so-called thing. It's our tradition. What the hell is tradition? I mean, go over to America. They won't change the gun laws because it's their tradition. All the hatred. I'm sick of it. Why can't people just be tolerant and then gradually release all this horribleness? And accept. You might turn around and say, Anne, you're not accepting. I can't accept hatred. I can't accept violence. I can't accept dismissiveness. I will not and refuse to accept all of that. I just want people to live together. That's all I'm asking. Okay. Well, let me bring in Kevin as well, Anne. Stay with us on the line. I mean, Anne makes a, a, you know, a passionate case. What's your view, Kevin, when you see, you know, photographs of Michelle O'Neill and Leo Varadkar and others on top of bonfires in 2023? Hello there. Um, well, look, I'm, so she doesn't want to bring anybody in. That's fine. But like, my family are from the north, from Belfast and from Anna, and they perceive themselves as Irish people. They don't have any reason not to believe they're Irish people. They were excluded from Ireland by partition. And I believe it's their right and the right of every other Irish thinking person in the north to 
aspire to a united Ireland. I think in the long term, it, it has to happen. It should happen. It should have happened a long time ago. Um, the loyalists believe what they believe, but 50% in the north now identify as Irish. Um, it'll only get stronger. And just like Brexit was, look, Brexit happened, 50% of the people in Britain probably didn't want Brexit, but it was the rule, it was the, the, the it was the majority vote, and that's what way democracy is supposed to work. That's how these things happen. So as time goes on, we'll probably have a referendum. I'd imagine it'll pass. The people of Ireland would have to come up with ways to work together and live together. But in the long term, it has to be better for transport, for healthcare, for governance, for all aspects of society. It should improve. The loyalists and their bonfires and the the basically drug cartels that run them, I suppose, they'll have to be dealt with by law, by police, by by prison, by whatever would have to happen. Well, look, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, like, there's been such widespread condemnation of what has happened with regards to the bonfires and the placing of effigies and, and pictures and flags and the whole lot on top of them. Yeah, but it's very late in the day. Like, the, the unionist and loyalist politicians have never really come out against these things in the past. They've been very slow to condemn I heard so the loyalist groups. Oh, I know this year, but I mean in p- previous years, like, they're very, you know, they have never picked up the can in the way that Republicans have have dealt with the troubles and dealt with think? legacy issues. Oh, million percent. Sure, the loyalists have never mm-hmm. come out against their own group you, in any way, shape, or form. Like, do, do you know, you, they're, they're, sorry. No, no. Just no. Do you want to finish the point, Kevin? Well, I just see in in areas in in the north that I'd be familiar with. Um, former Republican activists from various strands of the community would be very community focused um, progress in the community anti-drugs trying their best to get uh, aid and support into their, their areas with you know centres and self-help ideas and education I'm sure, some loyalist, I'm sure some loyalist I'm politicians sure is, would say but, the same but, yeah I'm sure some but activists. like there's 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 massive drug gangs coming out of loyalist areas and they're feeding into... into I'm sure they'll say that's... Uh, into, also, yeah. yeah, OK. OK. I don't no, want to say what they but they still, have, they still have paramilitary groupings that, okay. that are known okay. to people that are... That are OK. Uh, let me bring in the point as well around the, the bonfires that we've witnessed over the past number of days and, and the photographs in particular and we see Leo Varadkar pictured on top and Michelle O'Neill last night and where was Michelle O'Neill? That was in, in a bonfire in um on a bonfire in County Tyrone. Robert is on the line as well. Robert, like what's your reaction to this? Yeah. I believe the intensity of their behaviour and, and burning effigies and uh photos of uh, uh Sinn Fein uh, uh elected officials for me it just shows the the frustration that they're they've lost the power they had one hundred years ago. And all it is is that they feel so hopeless that they have to express themselves in this way. I mean, uh, one of them, I believe, is looking for a bonfire to be put in the Guinness Book of Records. How pathetic and sad is that? 
Because of the height and the... Because of the, the height, but how pathetic is it to be looking for a bonfire to be put in the Guinness Book of Records? That's absolutely pathetic behaviour. Like most of these people down there, the thing about this orange order, I mean, King William was Dutch, number one. Nothing got to do with being British or anything else. I mean, uh, most of the uh, these people that are venomous down there, they're, they have a bloodline directly back to Scotland, to the people who were thrown out of the prisons of Scotland several hundred years well, to ago. Be fair, it's not the Orange Order, though, that are like. I mean, there should many of the Orange Orders have have widely condemned what has happened with bonfires. They participate and in loyalist this. politicians. I've heard many of them out in recent days here and, but, and in the north. Condemning. But even in, in relation to the orange march that took up here, it took place in Donegal there last Saturday. Uh, their war cry was "Orangeism is not dead." I mean, and this is where this is coming from. They're what? terrified that their group is weakening so much that they're they're losing their identity altogether. But this has nothing got to do with Irish people. What this about has the got calls? to do with their own community. What about the calls that we've heard this week as well? And we just, um, I'm interested in getting people's thoughts on it too, Robert, around, um, it was actually a Green Party TD here talking about the government, the Irish government, to make the 12th of July a public holiday. Well, listen, as I said to someone already, it isn't the first idiotic idea that has come from the Green Party because the longer they're in government, the worse their ideas get. And and that's absolutely that. I put forward an idea to a radio station where instead of having an Orange Order Parade or a St. Patrick's Day Parade, let us get together and if we have uh, 20 bands, let there be 20 bands from an Orange background, 20 bands from an Irish background, and have them staged uh, one after the other in a row and develop a new flag, have uh, two Grand Marshals, one from each side, and have the flag to have an emblem representing both sides and have a day every year when we can get together with no political hatred or no religious bigotry or hatred whatsoever and just have a peaceful uh, march on one day of the year. If they wanted to have... Uh, it's a lovely idea, uh, but could you see it happening? Well, well, all you can do is talk about it and if you see people that would like it, have a okay. National Bank holiday for that, yes. Do you, do you... But... Let me let me ask Kevin as well, Robert, the same question. Do you think there should be a 12th of July public holiday here? I wouldn't imagine it would it would be a runner like. Um, would there be support for? Oh, I don't I don't see why you'd have a public holiday for a for a, a, a for the 12th of July when the 12th of July is self-professed as a as a bigoted event like it's. The Orange Order are, are anti-Catholic, they're anti-everybody except for, um, you know, direct lines from King Billy, the bloody, as, as the other man said, a Dutchman. Um, but you know, they're not inclusive by nature, like. So why would we, why would we have an inclusive day for them? I don't see how it would work. Like, they don't want Catholics involved in their organisation. They're anti-Papist. They're anti. They're anti-everything Irish. As do you? Do what? What about? Aware. Timmy is with us on the line as well. Um, do you think we should have a 12th of July public holiday? Down here and down in the south? Yeah. Across the yeah, island? No, not across the island. No, there was something like that. I remember there about, we say before the peace agreement, there was something like that, that they came down from the north and they were going to um, have a parade in Dublin. Do you remember that? Maybe you probably don't. <laughs> it's a good while ago and it just kind of collapsed. Like, you know, I think... That that would inflame. That would only 
fan the fire, really. You know, I don't think there's any need for it. You know, um, I think there's other. It'll have to be done very gradually. You know, and keep away from. I think it'll have to be done something like the peace agreement. You see, um, in the peace agreement, there you had uh, there was no symbols. There was nothing like that. You just had the American. That'll mm-hmm. be very important to get the Americans on board, and uh, yes, it's very important to get uh, the EU on board as well. Because I see a few things there now with farmers, and they were done on an all-Ireland basis. Now, you probably have a better idea of that, but there were certain things on an all-Ireland basis. Now, the north of Ireland didn't vote to to go out of the EU, and it was a big problem for them. Now, if they had one promise you could give, you know, you're going to have to accommodate Forget about all the symbols and and uh, and all the speeches and all the rest. But sure, that's the that's they're to, the they're the things that people can't move away from. Uh, yeah, but they they would. I mean, I remember the articles three and four. That's right. We used we were Flags and, up on the, that uh, in school. Murals and songs and like like th- these are the contentious yeah. elements. Yeah, but the articles now were you might remember the articles that were. You know, that Ireland always claimed, uh, you know, the North and uh, the right to think there's theirs and all the rest. I don't know the exact wording now, but that was just watered on down here in a referendum. And then it was gone. And just the most sacred thing was like, you know, um, you know, it's the most sacred thing down here. And next thing was gone. And there's a whole lot of things that you could do, but it's going to be done in the modern context. Like, um, like um, the EU are going to play a big part. And leave out anything that's contentious. You leave it out. It's it's like Ukraine now and Russia. They will eventually sit down. But the Northern Ireland, no, I leave out the contentious element. Like, do you think? Do you think that would be ever a possibility, Robert? That we could just leave out the well, I think anything that's contentious. In order to go forward, like the idea I just uh, highlighted to you, you have to get away from the past. Otherwise, you're not going to go forward at all. And that's why I suggested. Uh, you'd have a ban from each community uh, in succession on a parade and uh, a new flag with two uh, uh, emblems, one from each side and two grand marshals and no politics, no religious bigotry, nothing. You have to get away from the past before you can go for a peaceful future. But I'd also like to say something else in relation to Northern Ireland. But do you see that Northern happening? Ireland it should never be respected as a country. The only reason it was ever formed mm. was to protect the third plantation. And that's all it should ever be referred to as is the third plantation. And, is, and that's a, a fact there. Okay. You know? do, is, um, Anne, are you still with us? Do you think we should... Like, what's your view on the idea of a 12th of July public holiday? And the, uh, calling on the Irish government to make the 12th of July a public holiday. That's, that's today. No. I, and I'm after listening, Robert, your last speaker, isn't that his name? Yes, Robert, was Robert, speaking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Robert, I do agree where you're coming from in a lot of things, but oh dear God, when you when you said about so many bands from the north and so many bands bands from the south, I nearly cried because I can't even listen to one brass band. Never mind loads of them. I just, to me, I don't know. I, I it, it's just so insightful as far as I'm concerned. I just, you know, if people. You know, going up to the Phoenix Park, going to the seaside with a lunch bag or something like that. I wish, can't people just talk to each other? Hi on the street, goodbye. They don't involve anything. 
you're, you know, this speaker said about he was brought up with, um, this is his tradition in the North and blah, blah, blah. I have relations in the North. If those are relations in the South, I have relations on the border counties. This never came into the equation. It was never discussed that, oh, the neighbour down the road, oh, did you see what they did? No, okay. they just they just went on and spoke to them. And if they wanted to help, they got help. And it was lovely, particularly during the summertime, we'd say when the hay was being brought in, when people weren't as affluent as they are now. They helped each other. Okay. And it was so lovely. Yeah, so one of the texts in from a listener here says, what I can't understand in 2023 is how anybody is let build a four-storey high bonfire. According to one texter, this listener, I would never vote for a united Ireland and my extended family are also the same. Another listener has gotten contact to say, I mean, when we look at photographs of politicians from the south uh, sitting at the head and top of bonfires over the past number of days. How is there ever the prospect of any conversation about a united Ireland? Uh, Jimmy says the referendum, if it happens, won't pass. Are you serious? None of my friends would ever vote for a united Ireland. It's too long ago. It's over. Move on. Ireland and Northern Ireland. Different countries now, according to Jimmy and Roscommon. Alan says there's plenty of people in the south of Ireland that would probably burn pictures of, well, he says Leo Varadkar as well. Even if there was a united Ireland, the fires would still remain. Keep the messages coming into us. 87 106 I mean, 2023, 200, uh, what did I say, 20-odd, 210 feet high bonfires in some cases. Are they out of control? Does public safety come into it? Should they happen? How do you feel when you see photographs of politicians from either side or north or south or across the political divide sitting at the head of bonfires in 2023? I want to hear people's reaction when you see that today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the hundreds of bonfires lit across parts of uh, the north over the past number of days to mark the annual 12th of July celebrations. Um, The Sinn Féin Vice President Michelle O'Neill is the latest to photograph for an effigy of Michelle O'Neill on top of a bonfire in Tyrone last night, the PSNI treating that as a hate crime. But we've also witnessed in recent days uh, Leo Varadkar, a poster of um, the Taoiseach, also set ablaze. I think, was that in parts of Moigashal in Tyrone as well? Um, There was a banner reading the Good Friday Agreement, that ship has sailed, uh, added to the side of a boat and the mock-up copy of um, the Good Friday Agreement as well. So there's been lots of discussion about this in recent days, but it is the 12th of July, so I want to talk about it in 2023. I want to get your reaction to it today. 1800 453 106 is the number. Niall is with us on the line. Niall, you were listening in the first part of the programme. Why did you get in touch with this? Yeah, good afternoon, Andrea, and uh, just, I was listening with interest um, to some of your speakers earlier, and they, they spoke um, very, very passionately. Understandably enough, it's a very emotive thing for a lot of people to see images like that. It's, it's distressing for a lot of people. But I just um, want to highlight that um, I just think it's important that people don't maybe conflate that all unionists um, are, are like that, that no. they're all driven by hate or motivated by hate. And, and, and not for a minute suggesting that any of your callers have, have said that um, um, th- this afternoon. But I just think it's important just that we, that we stress that because I myself am fortunate that uh, I grew up along the border, as you can probably tell from, from, the, from the, the, the bluff. Um, and I went actually to a school with a, a Protestant school that had a Protestant ethos. And I was one of the few 
um, Catholics in the class, actually. Mm. Um, and there were people there, um, even from a young age, who um, identified as Unionist, identified as British, um, or indeed both, maybe Irish and British. Um, and I had very few bad experiences um, growing up at school, and I still am fortunate that I uh, was at home from time to time. And I have a lot of uh, friends who I still consider um, who I still keep in contact with. We may disagree with our politics, um, yeah. but I think that's healthy, and um, we but we can still um, we can still maintain uh, harmonious relationships. And I, I just yeah. think that that's important, and all this 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 is to underline. No, I think it's it's a point well made, Niall, and it's it's really interesting to hear your own background and and experience as well. Um, going through the school system. I, I'm not too dissimilar to you in the sense that um, as a Catholic, I also went to a Protestant school and I know, and that's not, you know, terribly long ago um, for a number of years. And I know it was, it was, you know, a real talking point at home for a long period. I know I used to have mm. to deal with people asking me about going to, in inverted commas, that school that I went to mm. because it was um, a Protestant school, very proud of its Protestant tradition, uh, very much a Protestant ethos. And it was, you know, viewed as a very bizarre <laughs> move uh, by mm. me to, to do that as a child, you know, or a young young teenager. So I, I, I get you obviously have a you have a close understanding of relationships and I mean, how how difficult it is for people. But I wonder now, like in 2023, when you look at the fact that we still have the Taoiseach here, we've Michelle O'Neill. I mean, there's loads of other politicians and councillors that we could mention in the North whose photographs have been placed on top of bonfires. What does that tell you about where relations are now? I think, I mean, I think that Look, which, as you said, we've grown up with it, and um, it's it's probably um, been ever thus. I mean, I think um, I don't think it's getting any 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 worse per se. Perhaps maybe now with just tensions around around Brexit, uh, the protocol, they've maybe founded in recent years. We've even seen effigies of Michelle Barnier and people in the EU, and, and it's almost it's always there's always someone to blame for when things maybe don't go their way um, in terms of maybe political unionism. And I think political unionism, um, not all parties, I mean, the UUP have come out and condemned us, but mm. condemned these things. So, I mean, that, that to be fair to them. But there is elements within political unionism that um, they know their constituency and it's, it's railing the base. Um, but thankfully, they are the minority, but they're a very vocal um, and dangerous minority. Um, but I think that, look, what they're doing, they're doing because they are in a position of weakness. They feel vulnerable. They don't erect flags because they feel confident in their in their in their identity. They erect flags because they're saying, "Look, this is where I'm from. This is who I am, and no one's going to take it away from me." And you don't do that unless you're fearful that someone's going to take it away from you. And I think demographics and everything else, the way it's going, there will be United Ireland. I'm 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 very confident on that. Okay. Do I think it's going to happen today or tomorrow? No, but I think that the more and more that reality is coming into focus, then the more that those sinister elements are going to become more okay. vocal and are going to, I suppose, ranch it up tensions. Um, but I, I just, I do think that that's the reason why it's been maybe heightened in recent years. Okay. Um, and and I just, no. I just think that it's important though, again, sorry, just, just to finish this, I just do think it's important that, that we don't maybe... Um, we don't conflate um, 
those small minority with the vast majority mm. unionists. No, absolutely. And Protestant absolutely. people, and not, not that they're all Protestant and unionists, they're, they're, they can be mutually exclusive, yeah. Yeah. but they are good, hard-working people yeah. and they don't, don't associate it with it at all. Sarah's on the line as well. Sarah, you're, you, you are in Leitrim. Um, you're in, I presume you're, you're obviously in, in a border, the border area then. So how do you feel about this? Well, um, I was dreading this week, um, sitting in Leitrim and dreading this week because uh, for me, I'm very passionate about um, Ireland and, uh, you know, that being the South because that's what it is now or um, as it has been since it was partitioned. Um, to see the burning of the tricolour is very upsetting. And um, do those individuals who are burning the tricolour realise what the orange in the tricolour stands for? Because it represents them. Have they thought about that? When you say you're, and, you were uh, dreading this week. Yes. And dreading the, the 12th, you mean today and, and the lead up to it? Yes, the lead up to it, um, I've been avoiding media because I didn't want to uh, see any of it because even though I said to myself I really hope that there isn't a tricolour on top of a bonfire this year I see now that there is and and worse again you know we have our Taoiseach who is our elective representative mm. and um, he's, he's the voice of the people here and um, if if we were to do the same uh, especially on this year, which is, you know, we're celebrating a, centena- a centenary year of 100 years um, of the Republic of Ireland. Um, if we were to do something similar, I'm not going to say what that is mm. because I couldn't even bring myself No, to I know. No, it's totally unacceptable. But if we did that during this year, how would people of the North feel about that. Do you ever see would you, sorry, the calls this week to um, calling for a public holiday in the South on for today, July 12th public holiday. Would you support it, Sarah? Well, no, I, I don't think um, at the moment that we can even consider that. I'm not saying that in the future as um, a people that we could consider it, but a lot has to change. To even, have yeah. to what about you, Niall, actually? Do you think do you think we should have a July twelfth public holiday? I think that as I said earlier, there's a lot of people in the north who who indeed would even identify it as unionists who want nothing to do with the twelfth celebrations, um, because of what it has come to embody and what it has come to represent. And I think that really for a lot of people it's become a celebration of of of, of, of hate. Um and I think for that reason it's definitely agree with Sarah. It's definitely too premature to even consider it. Do I think that there will be, have to be concessions made to those who identify as unionist British both in the future if there is United Ireland? Of course there's yeah. going to have to be this idea that that you know nothing is going to be on the on the table that's that's that's, yeah. that's, that's wishful thinking. What about you Marjorie? You're on the line as well. It's 1800 453 Would you support calls for a July 12th public holiday? I would indeed. I think we have to, we can't let past hate hold back the possibility of a peaceful United Ireland. I think uh, we saw it in Rwanda. We saw 
with genocide and Tutsis and Hutsis and it's all you have to you know we we have to learn to have to tolerate each other and accept each other and and that would be a great idea to have a parade yes it's got to be integration and it's got to be uh, people have tolerance and acceptance of both both religions cultural and traditions you know and until you get that, in my opinion, education on the traditions of all the peoples of this island is essential for integration. Essential. Respect is vital on both sides to practice religious mm. and cultural freedom. It is also essential for successful integration. And I just feel that, that, you know, I grew up and, you know, you'd hear mixed marriages and, and all this, you know, you're to be married at six in the morning business. We're all human beings. We're, we're, you, you get on. I'm like your, your, your other speakers. I have got on. Wonder, I've had a wonderful times up in the north of Ireland. We've all wore. We've all sung the sash my father wore. We've all sung both sides of the, 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 the divide songs and we've got on wonderfully well and I love them. Okay. And I go see I have worked in a bank and I love everyone everyone I worked with, I adored them. They were lovely. Well and it, I think no, you, you just... can't have yeah, I was just going you know, to bring like, in, 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 in Willie there, Marjorie, for a moment as well. Do, do, do you see the 12th of July becoming a public holiday in the South? Absolutely not. No, not a chance in the world. Listen, I'd, I'd, I'd have one question for people, Andrea, to be honest with you. I mean, what could you imagine might happen if we were all to get together and say the same day every year we were to collect a bunch of pallets stacking 200 foot high in the capital, let's say the centre of Dublin, and put an effigy of King Charles on top of it with a load of Union Jacks and burnt it to the ground, do you think we'd be allowed to do the same thing again next year? I highly, highly doubt it. And if if people were given out about it, do you think we'd be allowed to say, oh, well, we should all come together. We should all come together and celebrate this as one island. Do you think the people up north would be interested in doing such a thing? Highly unlikely. It's incredible that in 2023 this is still allowed to happen. In an age, of, in an age in a time where we're meant to be a progressive society, you know? that this is still allowed to continue. This is nothing more than a hate crime. It's nothing more than a hate crime. And it would not be allowed to happen in this part of the country down south or any county, any county that wasn't up north. It would not be allowed to happen. You might bet to be guarded there pulling the bonfire apart if it was even considered to, to happen, you know? If I know the, the, they, they are treating all right what happened. Last night or the night before, it was last night, Michelle yeah, O'Neill. How, how long, apologies, Andre, but how long has this been going on? This is every year. Mm. And you had one of your previous callers there saying that oh, some of the DUP members have come out and, and spoke against it. Aye, after the fact. After the fact, and not before it. Because they have to be seen to do so. They have to be seen to do so. You know, you know the, whatever about the public safety element of this, and I think was it last we have this discussion every year. Was it last year or the previous year? Um, I mean, there was somebody was was killed that fell, or the part of the bonfire fell on them. But but there there's a go. number of, number of messages actually today. I should say coming in from people, and it's it's all about the environmental considerations. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, Andrew. Maybe these people are well organised. They're the people that support the same policy that the, the Green Party suggested that we all get together and we make it a national holiday. No, no not going to happen. Okay. Not, Con- not let, let, me, let me hear what Connor has to say too. Um, do you think we'll ever have a July 12th? Or should we? Like, would you support calls for a July 12th? I, I, would, I would fully support it, yes. I would have it tomorrow if I could. I, I work a lot in the North. I, I teach in schools. I do circus skills in schools in the North. 
I've got a huge reception up there. People don't ask anything about my religion or anything like that. They're normal people. They just need uh, people to reach out. I don't think enough people in the South go north. I think we've built up a wall in our own minds. And I, I would fully support it. Yes, definitely. They're human beings. They're nice, decent people. They just need the hand of friendship reached out to them. And we take things far too personally in Ireland, far too personally. All these bonfires in Leo Varadkar. I, I really do think we need to step back. They're just cardboard images. You know what I mean? People just, the best way to get to know anybody is to reach out, go and meet them, say hello. I'm from the South. How are you getting on? That's what we need to do. We just don't, we've never really done that enough in Ireland. But the the, the point around political leaders, photographs and and pictures, like, do you think we're being kind of ridiculous? I do. I fully think we're being ridiculous. It's taken it far too personally. The tricolour and all, they're just images. They're just inanimate objects. It's ridiculous kind of getting carried away like that. Just go up there. Talk to people. Visit the North more often. No, I take your point. I I take it. I mean, the latter end of of your point, I, I take all right. But I mean... Like, Willie, do you think people are overreacting, upset about, you know, photographs of Leo Varadkar? To, to be honest with you, I think people are underreacting. I think your last caller there, it's easy to know that he hasn't come from one of these areas. It's easy to know that he wasn't a Catholic from, from, from the middle of Tyrone that had to look at this every year. You know, he talks about that we come together and go up north and, and talk to these people. These people want absolutely nothing got to do with us. I dare, I, I, I dare anybody anybody in the country when that bonfire sets a light right to go up and go up in a Celtic jersey and try talk mm-hmm. to these people and see how far you get see how far you get this man is he must be on one because it's impossible you can't talk to these people You're the, yeah. Con- Connor, you, you, but you, you think anyway Connor, that we there's just there as you said the photographs you think is a total overreaction go up there I, I've just said to you earlier I travel the north I, tra- mm. I teach in schools I teach circus skills to primary and secondary school I'm actually working there so I think it's a little bit disingenuous to say I don't know what's happening up there. I know the sensibilities of the people in the north. They reach out. If people are nice to them, we, we just build up a wall. He said that if it was like he's not reaching out enough. He's not actually going up and saying hello to an orange man and welcoming, welcoming him. I'm from Waterford City. I would gladly invite orange people to Waterford to have a parade. I would have absolutely no problem with that. Right. And that is the problem. We're entrenched in our thinking. We're not reaching out. We're taking things far too personally. It's time to reach okay. out. Just say hello to somebody. Smile. Put your hand out for, in welcome. See what happens. 1800-453-106 is the number. Um, if you're listening to Connor or, or Willie today and you, you agree with the, their suggestions, let me know your thoughts on this. Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com either. That's the email if you want to get in touch. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.